Welcome to the First Century Youth Ministry Podcast. A podcast looking back into the Jewish roots of our faith. For the way forward in youth ministry discipleship. I'm Heather. And I'm Jonathan. And we are your co-hosts. This podcast is part of the Youth Cartel Podcast Network. Hey friends, it's Heather here. Welcome back to the show. I've got a couple of special guests with me on the show today. Some new friends that I got introduced to actually through Marco. I've got Matt and Ron on the show with me. And these guys have a great ministry uh, called The Jewish Road. And I'm going to let them share a little bit more about what that is. And kind of our first episode today, we're going to be talking about um, what is the Jewish road? What does that mean? What do you, what is your ministry? Uh, we're going to hear a little bit of Ron's story. And then in our second episode with these guys, we're going to learn how do you share the gospel with a Jewish person? Because you might have a Jewish teenager walking around the block who might show up at your youth group sometime, or maybe you're out at the gym working out and you encounter a Jewish uh, person and you might be scratching your head wondering, how do I reach this person for Jesus? How, how do they help them to see that Jesus truly is the Messiah? So these guys are doing great work in helping people do just that, helping them uh, equip them on knowing how to reach uh, the Jewish people for Christ. So Matt, Ron, thanks for joining us on the First Century Youth Ministry Podcast today. Yeah, you yeah. bet. Yeah. Thanks for having us. And uh, yeah, you raise a, a really good point. And that is asking this question of can a Jewish person even believe in Jesus, um, you know, out of Jesus's entire biological family, only 2% today are actually following and believing and trusting in him. And uh, really, we look at this as Messianic Jews. Mm -hmm. Um, We talk about this in terms of the Jewish road. We talk about it like it's a two-act play, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, in the two-act play, it's as if all of the Jewish people in the world bought tickets to this two-act play. And they went in, they saw the first act, they thought it was great. Uh, intermission, they went out to the lobby, got a drink, and they went home. And then meanwhile, all, all the Christians in the world, they bought tickets to the same two-act play, uh, but they got there late. And they actually passed the Jews in the lobby. They went in, they saw the second act. And really, the, the tragedy is that neither group has really seen or heard mm-hmm. the entire story. And yeah. so we get to stand right there in the middle and say, this is not actually two different stories. This is one full story. It's the story of God and his people. And so how do we do that better? And so, you know, my dad grew up as a Brooklyn, New Yorker and hey. uh, Jewish Brooklyn, New Yorker. Hey, Brooklyn boy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this, this entire Jesus thing uh, was not only unfamiliar, but it was unwelcomed. Yeah. Well, and we didn't have to worry about it that much in Brooklyn because we lived in a predominantly Jewish neighborhood. And, uh, you know, we we just didn't know very many Christians. Uh, I went to public school, went to PS 97, and uh, it closed down on the Jewish high holidays. Wow. You know, so if, if there were a couple of Gentiles in there, they got the day off, nice. you know, while the rest of us had to go to synagogue. Wow. Uh, but... Yeah, it it was a predominantly Jewish neighborhood, and and there wasn't really any talk or anything like that about Jesus. Uh, didn't have to deal with any of those issues, um, and that uh, that that kind of changed when uh, the family picked up and moved to California, just like tons of people did back in the fifties. Okay, and uh, yeah, so we uh, 
we live there and all of a sudden now we're not living in a predominantly Jewish neighborhood anymore. Sure. Uh, yeah, we had we had a smattering of Jewish people here and there and we knew where we all were, you know, and so we would maintain contact. And uh, I remember, you know, folks coming over to my parents' house and uh, they would have card games and they would talk and they would, you know, reminisce about the uh, the old neighborhood. But um, I uh, I didn't uh, have that same sense of being in a Jewish uh, in a Jewish context here uh, while I was in California. And uh, my mother told me at a very young age uh, when the issue was brought up, she said very clearly, he's not for you. Wow. And so when your mother tells you when you're 10 years old and uh, he says, she says, Jesus is not for you, then he's not for you. You don't question it and you just go on with life. Sure. And about 16 years later, uh, things changed. And uh, it, it was interesting because uh, my parents, uh, you know, were having us over for dinner and uh, my my mom had been really sick. So uh, she had been on heavy medication and all of that. And somebody shared the fact that Jesus was the Messiah with her. Wow. And she said, well, if I'm going to believe that, I'm going to have to have a sign. And uh, she was healed. Wow. Immediately. Never took medication again. And uh, yeah. then uh, she said to me, after dinner, my father and I said, Dad and I have something to tell you. He said, you've heard of Hebrew Christians, right? And I said, no, not really. Uh, mm. Sounds like an oxymoron. And uh, she said, well, your father and I are Hebrew Christians. Uh, you know, we believe Jesus is the Messiah. And, uh, and, and we accepted him. Wow. So what was and that like? His name, and his name is Yeshua. Yeah. So what was that like for you as a 10-year-old boy whose mom said, hey, Yeshua, Jesus is not for you, to mm -hmm. your mom is healed miraculously as God reveals himself to her. And now she says to you, actually, Yeshua is the Messiah. Yeah. I, my first thing was, I, I said, Dad, you believe this? Mm. I said, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I said, well, what does this make me? <laughs> you know, uh, all of a sudden I felt like I was disowned or didn't belong or, you know, where am I? You're telling me my whole life Jesus isn't kosher. And now you're telling me he is. And so she says, can I read something for you out of the Bible? I said, it's got to be my Bible. Ah. And she says, it's Isaiah. And I said, is that my Bible? So, I mean, this this kind of tells you, you know, how much we know about our own Hebrew scriptures. And so she reads Isaiah 53 and, you know, she says, who does that sound like? I said, it sounds like Jesus. You know, what's he doing in our Bible? Wow. And that started the whole investigation. Sure. It took months after that. Okay. Okay. But, but I love that how you experience a bit of a Jewish road from your own mother, right? Like her faith became real. She points you to the Old Testament scriptures, the first act of the play, if you will, and then brings you into the second act of the play, which you knew nothing about, right? Because again, as you said, it's like the Jews right. went to the first act of the play and they left. The Christians came in. And if, and if you're like my husband, who's always late, he wouldn't have made it to the first act of the play. Lord knows he might make it the part of the second act of the play. Okay. <laughs> My husband's Hispanic and his family's Hispanic. And so like if things start 
at one o'clock. They don't start at one o'clock, if you get what I'm saying. And so um, uh, we have the same thing. We call it Jewish standard time. You call it so standard you, time? You get there when you get there. Yeah. What did you say? Jewish standard oh, time. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. 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 And so then, so then what was that like for you as a, you know, as a young Jewish man who has now encountered Yeshua as Messiah and you're being brought into that second act of the play, you know, as I'm, as I'm thinking through, how do we best help Jewish people encounter Jesus and then stay walking with Jesus? You know, what are, what are some next steps that a person like myself could take to help that person continue on that journey? Do we need to keep pointing them to the Torah? Do we need to take them into the New Testament and help them see uh, in the life of Jesus? I mean, what do you, what do you recommend? Yeah. Well, I, I spent several months doing all of my investigation of who the Messiah is, and it was it was all through the Old Testament. Wow. Um, I didn't even look at the New Testament for quite a while, you know, because I was directed to the Old Testament. And so we looked at language. We looked at Hebrew. We looked at, uh, you know, those uh, texts and scriptures and verses that uh, would point to the Messiah mm-hmm. and who he was. And so spent a lot of time in that, spent a lot of time in prophecy, because um, that was the real catalyst to uh, get me to move uh, in a direction of asking questions, could this really be him, you know? And I, com- I come from a very Jewish family. I mean, all four of my grandparents immigrated to the United States around the turn of the last century. My uh, grandfather on my dad's side uh, was a kosher butcher in Brooklyn. Uh, my grandparents on my mom's side were Orthodox. Uh, my grandmother's father was the chief rabbi in Grodno, Russia. Wow. And so... I'm looking at all of this and I'm saying to myself, how in the world does Jesus or Yeshua fit into this? How, how did we miss it? You know? Yeah. And so tons of questions just rolling around constantly as I'm trying to reconcile my Jewishness and trying to reconcile the Jewishness of Jesus. Is he really, you know, the Jewish Messiah and having to come to some conclusions. So then how does, so as I'm thinking through, you know, thinking about encountering a Jewish person, sharing the truth of Jesus with them and what they might be thinking and feeling, you know, why, why is it, you know, from your perspective that many Jews have rejected Jesus as the Messiah? What, what's kind of the hiccups or um, the hesitations that they have in considering Jesus as the Jewish Messiah? Yeah, well, you know, there there are a number of them, I think. Uh, one of them, I, I think, is that, you know, they might look at Jesus as a good teacher, you know, maybe even as a prophet, but not God. Okay. And so that is a real stumbling block amongst the Jewish people. And this was a stumbling block in his own ministry in the first century mm-hmm. when he was dealing with the religious leaders of that day. Sure. And so... uh you know, that was considered blasphemous as far as they were concerned. And that has kind of carried on and carried through in uh, all the way through the age to the time that we're living in today, uh, except for the fact that, you know, Christianity has not really been a very hospitable place for Jewish people. You know, we've had, you know, we've had pogroms, 
We've had crusades. Uh, we had a Holocaust. And, you know, to Jewish people, uh, it looks as if, you know, this was done by people who believed in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that being the case, it's it's kind of a hard, you know, road to hoe yeah. uh, as we're trying to think, you know, is this really, how, how do I, you know, did they get it wrong? Did we get it wrong? Uh, who is he really? Mm. Well, and one of the best resources that we have seen is out there by a friend of ours, Michael Brown. And he has a whole series of books, very easily re- readable, but it's called uh, Jewish Objections to the Messiah. Okay. And there'll be one book that's just all on the historical objections, the theological objections. So he he lists out there um, just a ton. And it's a, it's a really good, simple go-to resource that you don't. it's not going to take you hours and hours. But it, it gives you a good understanding and framework for why uh, there is such rejection of uh, really Jesus and yeah. and all things New Testament. Sure. Okay. Cool. Well, thanks for that resource. So, Ron, as you were investigating and doing your research through the prophets, what brought you to a realization that Jesus was the Messiah? Yeah. Well, uh, I would go into uh, this fellow who happened to have a ministry uh, and an office just down the street where I worked at the time. Uh, this was in 1975. And uh, I would go down the road because I worked out in the field. So I had my time was my own. And I spent a lot of time with him mm-hmm. arguing because my goal was to prove him wrong so I could save my parents. And uh, yeah, so uh, he he happened to be a Sephardic Jew who was a believer, uh, graduated from with his Ph.D. from a seminary in religious studies and theology and he really knew his stuff. So uh, all of the objections that I would bring up, he would point me back to Old Testament text and Old Testament scripture and the original Hebrew. And we would go through all of that. And we went through that for months. And uh, he finally asked me one day, he said, uh, <laughs> would you like to accept Jesus as your Messiah? Because I was running out of arguments. Yeah. And uh, I said, Why? Is this just to make you happy? You know, you get another notch on your belt. And uh, I said, I'm not sure if I believe all of this. He said, except now you'll believe later. I don't think that's the best, you know, route to take. I wouldn't recommend that. But it happened to work out for me um, because uh, I, I accepted him on, you know, what little understanding I had of all of it. Although I have to say I had more understanding than I had just a few months prior, uh, in terms of, uh, who Jesus was, Yeshua, Messiah, the Jewish Messiah, who I am, how we all fit together. Mm. And then I remember opening up, uh, the new Testament for the first time and going to Matthew. I figured I'd start right in the beginning. And I read Matthew chapter one, verse one says, this is the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of Abraham, the son of David. Boom. And I said, wow, if that's not a Jew, I don't know who is. Right? That's the truth <laughs> yeah. of it. That's awesome. That's great. And so then thus began your journey of following Yeshua as Messiah yeah. along with your parents. Yeah. And then obviously passing that faith on down to your yeah. son And now you all have taken your experience years ago and are um, working diligently 
to create that same road for other Jews who don't understand that Jesus is their Messiah. Yeah. So, well, we we did that by pretty quickly starting a Messianic congregation. Okay. And then we started another Messianic congregation out in Orange County, and then we started another Messianic congregation, and uh, you know they're all still going. That's great. Uh, so this is like. 40, 45 years of congregations, and they're ministering to the Jewish community and to the Christian community as well. I love that. And one of the things that we, you know, it, you can't take a, a Jewish person down what, what, what we would normally use mm-hmm. uh, in the Christian world is the Roman road, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. We, we walk through all of that. If you try to take a Jew down the Roman road, uh, it's going to lead to a dead end, right? right? And so, that's really was the genesis for us of creating the Jewish road. Mm-hmm. How do we actually present the gospel from a a Jewish perspective, from the book that they want to hear from? Yeah. And it, it began, it really followed up on his his uh, investigation and really just scripturally what, what I grew up with is, does, does the gospel exist in the Old Testament? And how do we actually show this to our people? Yeah, which is that, what we're going to be. Jesus is the promise of Messiah. Yeah, which is what we're going to be talking about in our next episode with y'all. So everybody come back for that one, as that one will be airing here next, as you can learn how to walk the Jewish road with someone who is not a follower of Jesus, who is a Jew, who isn't going to listen to you if you open up that New Testament and try to share the Romans road. And so, Ron, thank you for sharing your story of how you came to faith. And uh, we're looking forward to keeping, uh, we're looking forward to continue to learn from you guys here in our next episode. So friends, thanks for joining us for the show today and we'll catch you next time. Bye.